Great news for Informed Pregnancy Plus subscribers. Dive into our Core Connection course included with your subscription. Hosted by Natalie Headings, a pre- and postnatal exercise specialist and ACSM certified personal trainer, she's an incredible teacher. This five-video series equips you with essential insights to understand what your pelvic floor and core are, how they work, and how to enhance pelvic floor and core strength and proper function during and after your pregnancy and birth. Learn about pelvic floor basics, key postural adjustments, effective muscle releases, and breathing techniques for a healthier core and floor. Don't wait. Visit informedpregnancy.tv and get started with the invaluable core connection today. Welcome to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin. Our returning co-host today, guest, Nicole Sessions. You are a wife, mother, birth worker, and artist. In addition to being a writer and actress, she's a certified birth doula, Reiki practitioner, yoga instructor, and hypnobirthing childbirth educator. And you're studying herbalism. And together with your husband, started a business selling vaginal steam stools and herbal <laughs> steaming blends. And who doesn't need a few of those? I'd like one. Yeah. I got you the wrong I gift. Got one. <laughs> I got you a swaddle. <laughs> uh, welcome back to Thank the podcast. You. Happy to be here. In the background, you hear our guest today, very energetic and talented <laughs> human being. And she's an accomplished actor and most recently was killed off of Fear the Walking Dead. And she's currently pregnant and expecting her first baby. Mercedes Mason, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. If you hear lots of uh, giggling, that's my inane sort of inability to control my own that's giggling. all i remember <laughs> about you really is your energy and my my giggling that just your, is well, your, well, your smile you have like a very unique smile but also your energy is just big i was like okay i'm not gonna wreck it i was what well, i thought i was gonna meet you outside the studio and i was like i'm not gonna recognize her but look for big energy look that's for big a, energy i'm look. like out there doing <laughs> calisthenics that's right <laughs> I wasn't sure if it was you or that inflatable thing at the car yes. dealer that goes back and forth. Just fireworks coming off of your aura. Yeah. Nuclear yeah. energy. Nuclear. <laughs> uh, all right. Tell me everything. Where did you grow up? Well, I was born and raised in Sweden. Um, really small town. What's so it called? Linköping. Uh, Linköping. That's, yeah, of course. Wow. Yeah. Everybody. And everybody we, which is in the province of? Sweden. Sweden. Yeah. Aren't there provinces? <laughs> Something uh, with an O. 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 I don't know. Probably there are, but geography is my worst. I mean. Well, uh, Swedish geography is my second worst. (laughs) Is it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's the first one? Ikea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, it's, I'm sure there are provinces. I'm sure there's, um, I'm forgetting so much. It's so ridiculous. I'm even losing my Swedish, which is You are? Really? Yeah, because when we moved to the States, I was just about 13, and they put my sister and I into ESL, English as a second language, and they nailed my parents on do not let her speak Swedish at home like she has to speak English oh, to speak really? English so that I would learn um, and granted now I've been able to lose my accent I'm I'm proficient with the language but um, with English in the process, with English okay, yes yeah, I'm just 
uh, with American. Um, <laughs> I've been able to, sadly, in the process, kind of lost my Swedish. So I understand it, but I have to respond in English, which is just. But you could still shop for candy. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's. I'm, You'll never lose that. I'm so talented at that. If it's you ever like, want to see a woman, just it's sad. There's what's that a place called Sucker Suck, Bit. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it. Is yeah. Whoa. It's the best Swedish candy. Oh, by the Grove. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So good. Mm-hmm. I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh my good. god. And you Everybody just who comes blend out. Your own, you shake up the bag exactly. and everything. Oh, it's so Listeners, good. Listeners, she's glowing right now. I'm, glo- I'm yeah. so she's excited. Really glowing. I'm drooling yeah. right now. I thought it was the pregnancy, but it's a little <laughs> No, it's can't. It's talk about candy. Because Swedish candy is different though. It's not like US candy. Totally different. And then the biggest thing, which was I mean, it hurt me to my soul. So I found out I was pregnant. On Father's Day, ironically, and I'll tell you the story why, the next day my husband and I were supposed to travel all over Scandinavia. So we were flying into Iceland and then we were going to Norway, Denmark, Sweden, to London and home. He had never been. I was so excited. I've been talking about Sweden and all the things we want to try. I'm at the at the height of being completely nauseous and morning sickness. You can't even imagine, like narcoleptic. I mean, this was my trip. It was me <laughs> snoring and peeing. That was my whole trip. <laughs> So we show up, and the, I no joke, every time I go to Sweden, I bring a bag that's empty so I can stuff it with black licorice because uh. in America it's sweet. There it's like bitter and salty. Mm. Nobody but Swedes will know what I'm talking about. It's so <laughs> good. We love it. Everybody else hates it. So I show up and, true to word, stuff the thing with black licorice only. Every piece I can find. I literally buy stores Because there's so many different kinds. There's so many different kinds. Yeah. And then, you know, when is the next time I'm going to go? So I literally always come home. And of course, I'm such a studious nerd. I look up, is it okay to eat black licorice (laughs) when you're pregnant? (laughs) Can't do it. Right. Can't do it. So he's sitting there mocking me fortnightly. I still have, oh, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep it. I'll freeze it if I have to. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what's in it? Here's my placenta. Here's my black licorice. I don't know. what. It must be some sort of chemical color. Right before Halloween this year, there was like a big release about be careful, don't let your kids eat too much black licorice. Yeah. Actually, you're who popped in my mind. Really? Yeah. I know you love it. Because I brought him some as well. Mm -hmm. Um, You're the only person who I know that really loves it. I'm obsessed with it. Love is like an underrated word. It's like stalking (laughs) obsession. I mean... What languages do you speak? Other languages besides? So I speak French. I learned in schools. Um, Spanish. I'm having to relearn. Um, relearn just for fun? Well, because of work as well, and I just love languages. Yeah. Um, and then Swedish. I need to pick up. So everybody tells me because I still understand it. If I give it a good couple months of just immersing myself, it'll come back. Speak Farsi fluently um, and English. Farsi. Where yeah. did you pick up Farsi? So I'm part Persian. Which and my, part? My, on my dad's side. Okay. Yeah. His father. Okay. Um, so he taught his Farsi. I don't read or write, but I speak it. Wow. Yeah. Does Which is why Sarah Shahi sometimes? and I- Oh, you guys just, speak in Farsi to each other? She, I don't know if she speaks it or not. I, I've tried like a puppy dog to be like, hi, hi. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, settle down. <laughs> oh, but um, her but mom I think she speaks it. Do you know her mom? I don't know her mom. Oh, but she I, must speak Farsi. I'm sure she- I'm sure, yeah, because she's a halfie as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, so. I just never, you know, you don't want to push someone, like, just get in their face and start throwing language around. So. Yeah, I hate to do that, although I speak some of those languages. I speak French. 
c'est très bien. Uh, well, just breakfast foods. Like, oh, good, okay. Yeah. Croissant. Croissant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brioche. Um, and I speak Spanish fluently, uh, the colors. Uh, <laughs> colors fluently. Yeah, like amarillo. That's about it. Amarillo. amarillo. <laughs> Your uh, accent is really, really, really on point, though. For my, I'll give you that. For my colors? For your one word. Rojo. It's because oh, my, <laughs> my, someone got my kid a teddy bear, and it does. It has a song about the colors, and then when you squeeze the red paw, it says red, rojo. And then oh, that's cute. Goes to, but it got me in trouble, actually. The uh, It says purple. How would you say purple? Uh, I'm thinking... Morada? No. Right. Morado, right? Most, yeah. I think most people. I don't know anything about Spanish, but most people say morado for purple. Oh, but I thought it was a trick question. I was like, "What are the words? How right. else do we like, say oh. it?" Yeah. No, uh, this this little hippopotamus toy says uh, purpura. What? That's not even a word, is it? I think in some Spanish it is a word, but it's like medical purple, like when you have a skin oh, disease and it's purple. They made up. Yeah, so it got me in trouble because I was like, oh, yeah, I'm fluent in the Spanish colors. And then somebody was testing me, and she's like, you know, blue, azul. And all of a sudden she's like, purple. And I said, purple. And she fell off her chair. That's wild. I've <laughs> so never now, heard that before. I don't show off anymore. Croissant is my only. <laughs> um, all right. So why did your family come here? Um, Not that we're sad about it. I'm I was going to say, get like, out, Mercedes. What? Huh? What's the um, deal? So my dad had gotten a job. His his entire family uh, lived in Chicago, uh, live currently in Chicago. So he, my mom had always wanted to come to America. And there was, you know, you sort of have this idea of more opportunity. That really is sort of this immigrant concept. And then when my dad got a job, she jumped at the chance. She's like, we're going. Let's go. Uh, we found out she was pregnant after they had sold the house and we're getting ready to move to, to come here oh, so wow. my little brother was born a month after we arrived is wow. it the, the two of you uh i have an older sister as well oh yeah three of you you're the middle child i'm the middle i'm oh, the that explains so much <laughs> oh yeah is that what they're calling but i was the baby for so long because there's you know there's like a 12 year gap between my little brother and i with 13 year gap oh that's true it's so funny. i was the baby for the longest and then so you get to claim both titles. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like yeah. I've earned my, my stripes, yeah. if you will. What, did you know at that age that you wanted to be an actor? I always knew. Are you I'm, an actress? What? what? Or yes. an actor? Uh, doesn't matter. I, I ask yeah. everybody because some people are specific about it and some people are Yeah, I know like the specific sort of theatrical term is act, actor. I'm I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Whatever. I don't take offense. That I either. act. Uh, I act. Yes, I pretend <laughs> for a living. Um, no, I knew from a very young age. My mom sort of has these uh, pictures and videos where I've always dressed up, and I I was the entertainment. She would literally have her friends come by, and I was like the clown who would make them laugh. Um, so I always knew, but my parents are old school, especially my father. And so when I was growing up, um, I made the mistake of doing really well in school. Oh, shame on you. Shame. Yeah. Stupid. How stupid. I wasn't Terrible. thinking. And they were like, look, law school, med school. And being the dutiful daughter, I was like, all right, all right, I can do this. I saw the site the first time I took a med tech class, which was this advanced class where you go into, you literally carve up um, – cadavers you know in Ooh. high school it was like you know an like human, human cadavers yeah. in high school wow. yeah it was you had to be placed it was this advanced you know placement and just the just seeing that scalpel cut dead tissue i was like <laughs> not, it wasn't for you <laughs> medical is not my oh. thing Done. if i see blood i'm out which is the irony now that I'm bashing like zombie skulls oh, with, yeah, yeah. with fake blood I can handle all day. Maybe you can go back to men's school now. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Which was my dad's question every single time 
I would book something. <laughs> really? I moved to I LA to my parents' chagrin. They're like, we're sorry. Hold on. Let's see. So you went to school in Columbia. Uh, you got. I ended up studying psychology. Ooh. And now you want to be an actor. Yeah. So every phone call would be, yeah, honey, hi, great. Yeah, we saw you on um, NCI or whatever it oh, was. Oh, you are pregnant. NCI asked Yeah, Angeles. I know. I'm all <laughs> over the place. And uh, yeah, so we saw you. Yeah, great. Um, so when are you going back to med school? Did you want to go on the West Coast? Did you become to the East Coast? What? Until I bought my first house, I literally surprised them. They came to visit. They were still in Chicago at the time. And they we were supposed to go out to dinner. And I walked them through the house, and I was like, you know, my friend lives here. We, I, I just need to grab something from her real quick. So we walk in, and my mom's like, oh, this is a nice house. What does she do? And I was like, oh, she's an actor. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then I go, this. oh, my God, yeah. Oh, I lied. Oh, this is my house. They're like, what? <laughs> so I think they realized so this is a legitimate career. It's, it's a not a gig. passing phase. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's been good. Did you study acting? No, I studied psychology. Um, Which is about the same? Kind of, I guess. Parallels. Yeah, for sure. My thing is, you know, my husband went to Juilliard, so he studied to the umpth degree. I've taken classes, and it just, I hate it. I Mm. hate it. I think for some people that works really well, and for others it doesn't. Um, Wait, so you just went to audition? You're like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. I just started auditioning, and I was so lucky. I booked my first audition. It, it surprised me so much that I was like, this is the easiest career. Why isn't everybody doing <laughs> What's this? everybody complaining yeah, this about? this is crazy. Um, and then that moment being on set is when I got the acting bug. And I was working um, opposite oh, was Vince Vaughn. The breakup. Oh. My scene ended up getting cut. But he was so lovely to me. And he taught me so much about improv. And we just improv the whole time and just really? played around. And that I was sounds like, so I want to do this. Yeah, I want to do this for a living. Have you taken improv classes or even that's not? Improv I've taken. I've gone to Groundlings because okay. I think comedy is a very specific. It's a beast. It's a beast mm-hmm. and it's a timing thing. And what it's, about stand-up? I'm terrified. I actually have sets written. I've never performed them. Why don't you do them at our show? We have yeah. a show. Again, I have them written. Yeah. I will not perform them. No, no, you didn't say I will not. You but, said I, I'm terrified of them. Yeah. But you like to yeah. conquer your fears. I do like to conquer my fears if it's like jumping off buildings or maybe, you know, fighting the undead. But You uh, sort of remind me of Jerry Seinfeld when he, <laughs> he talked about like the number, what do you say the number one fear in America is fear of public speaking and the number two fear is fear of dying. Is that so, true? In yeah, that so order? This is not my public speaking. I could. I, I know. I know. Put, but it's the comedy aspect because I'm. I'm such. I'm such a harsh critic, and I respect funny comics so much. And I've gone to so many co- comedy shows, and I've seen people bomb. That oh. I you'll never bomb because you can always. You don't improv. know that. Oh no, I know that. You'll just improv. You'll you'll throw away your act and just improv. You're just naturally funny. I know a few people who are I love very. You so much. Oh, I know a few people who are very fun, just naturally very funny and just fun to be around. And um, they don't want to do stand up because they just want to be themselves. But you can, I think you can be. Some of the best acts are people being themselves, I feel like, you know? That's true. Right? Yeah. I think so. I mean, but I think more of them. I think think more stand up comedians are are an act. Like they're being somebody else. They're drawing from their own life, Mm -hmm. but they're they're like, I think it, you know, it goes well with antidepressants. It's just like it's, you know, it's sort of like I like to have a fake ID, to, but not because I wanted to buy beer. I just wanted to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, stand-up comedians are like that too. But you just want to be you. 
I think my sort of outlet has been as of late is writing. So I'll put comedic nice. aspects into my writing, oh. to my scripts. I'm hopefully going to sell one very soon. I'm sure you will. Fingers crossed. Um, I mean, I've promised the firstborn child. So, you know, whoever buys it, you get a baby with oh, it. Oh, they get so. a kid? I yeah. didn't know that. I'll yeah. take a look. <laughs> I'll read it. Um, so, yeah. So it's been it's been interesting. Maybe one day. My husband's always telling me to go do some sort of. We have a show. I'm not doing it. There's no way. I've, I've you literally... said maybe one day. And then you just said, I'm not doing it. Because <laughs> I feel like you're going to be like, so next Monday. Do a five-minute bit. I really want you to do the show. I mean, yeah. not to gang up on you, but. I feel like I'm going to vomit. <laughs> I, I think do a five-minute bit. You're so funny. And now that you have a kid, like it's, you know. Just start I making fun of him if all goes sour. Sure. the baby, you're going to go. Is. I did that. <laughs> yeah, that stupid kid. <laughs> Mom, I'm hungry. Uh. <laughs> you have more rolls than a bakery shop. I feel like you can do it. After you have the kid and you get through that, you're going to go, I can do anything. Oh, see, I've, yeah. A lot of people say that. I might I yeah. might come back around to this. You'll get this no. like random phone call from me, just sweating, pacing. Just tell me. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Uh, all right. Where did you guys meet, you and David? We met on a TV show. I swear I would never date another actor. And uh, I was on the show, the showrunner, um, it was called Traffic Light on Fox. It only lasted a season. It was based on an Israeli show called uh, Rumstan or something. Yeah. Apparently that did really well. And so they tried <laughs> to do, you know, do the American version. Didn't quite work out. But so David, it was David's show. Um, the showrunner and I had worked together the year prior. Um, that show didn't get picked up, but he was a really lovely man, and he we kept in touch. So out of the blue, he calls me on a Wednesday, and he goes, hey, I'm desperate. There, it's a guest star. It's like, you know, for the week or two weeks, can you come in? I'll call your agents in the morning, but the girl we had hired got fired at the table read. Oh. Like, yeah, of course, of course, I'll come in. So I'm in the hair and makeup trailer. I know the hairstylist, so Vince and I are like, <laughs> Meanwhile, David, with the other actors, have heard that this girl got fired. They're like, well, who got her hired in her place? And so he looks me up and he's like, I'm going to go say hi. I was like, you, you. So he comes into the trailer. As he walks in the trailer, if, if you're not familiar, when you're facing, um, you're facing a mirror, so the door's behind you and anybody that walks in, you can kind of see them in the mirror. He walks in from behind me. I look up for a split second and a voice in my head, I'm talking some schizophrenia here. Not my voice. A voice in my, my head says, you're going to marry that man. What? Wow. That Chills moment? That moment. So much so that I told him on our first date. What? <laughs> wow. He was like, okay, 50-50 chance, crazy lady. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Um, but it freaked me out so much. I He probably asked me about asked me out about three times, and I kept refusing. I was like, this is way too creepy for me. Yeah. And the, the chemistry, and I just fought it, fought it, fought it. And then on our second date, I've never kissed on a first date. I've never done anything. We were making out like we were teenagers. <laughs> and I... Ha- I <laughs> I'm not kidding you guys. I swear I'm schizophrenic or I'm hearing voices. I hear a voice saying you're going to have a son with him. Wow. What? I told him as soon as we got pregnant, I was like, it's a boy. He goes, you don't know that. It's a boy. I'm telling you. Wow. I've seen That's him. Wild. I've dreamt about this kid. Okay, yes, first of all, so is, I'm just getting my pen. Does the voice have any lottery numbers? <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Powerball. Come on, voice. Just Powerball. Yeah, something. Wow, but it's that's so really cool. crazy. Do you have that voice? I mean, is that something that you have had through life? 
that little voice? I've had, you know, I'm such a skeptic. I'm not religious. I don't do any of that stuff. I've, I've sort of, unless you can prove something to me, it's really hard for me to believe anything. This voice is the one thing that I've never been able to explain. I don't tell a lot of people because oh, yeah. I assume, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I assume, now it's out. I assume you're going to think I'm crazy because if somebody mm-hmm. told me that, I'd be like, okay, crazy lady. I like... Another example, and David will attest to this, and he's just as much of a skeptic as I am. When we started dating, you know, you play that game, you know, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite food? Silly game like that. So I go, what's your favorite ice cream? And my cat happened to rub against my leg at the time. So I bent down to pick up my cat, and I hear him go, mint chocolate chip. So I was like, yeah, I like mint chocolate chip, but cookie dough is kind of my thing. And I look at his face, and his eyes are wide. He didn't say it yet. He's like, I didn't say that out loud. (gasps) Whoa. I was like, yes, you did. I heard you. Whoa. He goes, I didn't say that out loud. And since then, I'll hear it. I'll hear his voice. Like, we'll be mm. at a gas station. I'm in the gas station. He's pumping gas. I hear him go, hey, can you get me a Diet Pepsi? <laughs> and I get him a Diet, Diet Pepsi. Pepsi. Although, no, he drinks Diet Coke. Oh, really? After that commercial. Do you Thank think you, Kendall oh. Jenner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you think it's because you guys are just connected? What do you think But I have is? this with my mom. Okay, she started everybody it. close to you. Yeah. What, yeah, your mom and your husband. It's not my like, mom, my husband, my little brother sometimes. Like if I'm thinking a flavor right now, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to come to you. No, it's and, it's, and I can't creep. Yeah. Black licorice. Uh, That's oh, hilarious. Thank you. Um, I can't, yeah, I can't control it. I would totally like to wield this. I would give you the you lottery numbers right dreams? now. I do, and the dreams sometimes come true. Really? Wow. That's what I was wondering. It's do you so dream weird, all the you time? guys. I, I hate that I'm saying this because anybody else, I'd be like, you're such a liar. I swear I to you. I believe you. I totally believe lying. you. You're just a seer. Like, you have a thing. But what is that? I don't know. Randomly hearing what ice cream he wants? Like, what is, what is, how does that help me? <laughs> the reason I ask you about dreams, I had a dream when I was a kid. I don't know how old I was, maybe 10, 12. I have to check the dates. But I had a dream in the middle of the night. That my great uncle died, my father's uncle Leo, who never had kids. Like we were his kids. Yeah. And um, and then in the morning, I found out he died. Wow. And I, I, st- I really haven't dreamed since then. Very rare. Wow. I don't have any dreams. You haven't See, dreamed my mom since that have dream. Those. I once in a while have a random, crazy compilation of everything that happened that day. Dream. Oh, do strange. you want to dream more? Do you want to remember? I mean, I, I hadn't thought about it for a long time. Okay. But, now but it's recently, also because you don't sleep a lot, right? I don't so, sleep a yeah. lot. Now so I'm maybe sleeping you're not, more, but I would, for good. the past seven years, I've been sleeping about five hours a night. Which you almost don't even have a chance to give your body that's to go into that dream state. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's now I'm up to seven. function on way less mm, sleep. Not me. I just, <laughs> yeah, you know that you need to sleep more. No. You're Barely like, I, make it through I, the My wife hears voices saying, please mainline me some coffee. I need to. And then she does it. Um, <laughs> Good wife, sweet, sweet lady. So, how long were you together before you got married? Uh, we were together about three years. He was, um, he got. <laughs> I I love that I'm telling you guys my whole life story. So we're in New York shooting. I was on doing a show, and um, <laughs> we were, you know, living in this tiny apartment, and. He, st- I started noticing these weird things where every time I was about to leave, he would get on the phone. And I thought nothing of it. I was whatever. And then a couple times I heard him go, yeah, she's she's not here. Or I can't talk right now. And would hang up. And I'm like, <laughs> what is going on? So one time in particular where um, we're about – I'm about to get picked up to go to work. And so I turn the shower on. I'm about to like – you know, I'm like derobing. And I hear him on the phone go, yeah, she can't hear me. And I was like, Ooh. 
Dude, homie, don't play that. (laughs) So I come running out there like a crazy person, butt naked. I was like, who's that on the phone? He goes, Mercedes, you have to trust me. I'm like, give me that phone. I know who you're talking. Like a crazy (laughs) person. The poor man was on the phone with the jeweler (sighs) trying to create the ring for me to propose. Ruined. Aww. Oh, wait. Ruined. Oh, but it gets better, you guys. It gets Because why would I leave it at that? So then I feel like a jackhole. Uh, that's all forgiven. And then the next day, I have a full panic attack about actually getting married. And I was like, you can't propose. You can't, you can't propose. You can't do it. I'm, I'll say no. He's like, what? <laughs> can't do it. I'm, I'm freaking out. I can't. I can't. I can't breathe. You can't do it. So we waited. He goes, okay. Well, because I, of that? I the, you yeah. waited? Yeah. He was like, well, look. Um, I have. He's realized I'm totally crazy, and he just goes with it, which is why I love him. But he's like, I mean, he's like stable. He's very stable. So it's, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> it works well together. Yeah. Yes, yes, it's a good match. Yin and Yang is I'm an understatement like, with us. You know, even and you're like, woo, woo, woo. Yeah. yeah, it works. So he was like, "Look, I have the ring. When you're ready, you let me know." So a few months later, I was like, "Okay, I, I think I've come around to this idea," and then yet again. I somehow inadvertently this time, the poor guy, every time he went to propose, we went to Mexico. I'd forgotten my visa. I was in a citizen at the time. I forgot my visa to get back in the country. So uh-huh. when he was going to propose, I was in such a wreck, like freaking out that I couldn't get back in that he's like, I should probably wait. We were planning a trip to go to Machu Picchu. He was going to propose there with another couple friend of ours. And she sends me an email a week after we bought the tickets and everything's ready to go. Couples have been kidnapped. American couples are getting kidna- kidnapped from the city that you have to Cusco, Cusco that you have to leave yeah. from. Maybe you shouldn't go. There's been a traveler's warning, so we cancel the trip. He's like, "Come oh, on!" Wow. <laughs> um, and then, well, good things come to people who wait. Yeah, yeah. No, they I mean, madly in love with him. I mean, we squeeze his face. Aww. So I he know. just did it at Ralph's on a Wednesday. He did. Like, what's he did. The, I was like he... picking out carrots, and he was like, "Do you want to do this?" And then they yeah, said there was I an guess. E. coli outbreak <laughs> in the yes, carrots. And I was like, oh, Foils again. Here's a lifesaver. Here's a lifesaver. <laughs> it's a beginning. Yeah. And then to again, he went to all this trouble to buy this beautiful ring, and I wear my wedding band, and I never wear my engagement. Oh, ring. how come? Why is that? It just I, it I don't know. It just like I'm I'm minimal. Whatever tiny jewelry I have, like I don't like to wear a lot. And it's, you know, it's a beautiful big ring. And I, I just feel like I'm like some housewife of Beverly Hills walking around. So That's how I think of you. Always. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You could, you could First see. First thought, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, how long after you were married did you decide you want to have a kid? I didn't want to have kids at first. Ever? Ever, initially. Then I met, and I didn't really want to get married either. I see a pattern, though. Are you yeah. commitment-phobic? <laughs> no, or no, you... no. 100%. Is that what that yeah. is? Just yeah. a, like it's a big commitment. It is. It's a, I was, it was easier for me to buy a house than it was for me to get engaged, to get married. To, like, I had no problem with that. Wow. The day David has a video, I wish I would have brought it. The day I changed, took his last name on, attached it, excuse me, to my last name once we got married – I was in a cold sweat. Oh, really? I'm pacing. He's like, it's done. We're married. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. We're fine. <laughs> and he's like videotaping me laughing as I'm drenched, just sitting there staring at this man who's making the changes. And I'm like, okay, well, it's happening. It's... <laughs> took me two years to change my driver's license, wow. my social security. My name, my, my name is still on there, you're by definitely, the way. You're going to be great at stand-up comedy. You have just... <laughs> 
the right neuroses for it. Yeah, right. I think so. The the you right amount the of right insanity. Level. You were born the right for level. This. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, how do you pronounce your name in Swedish? Is it different? They say Mercedes. Right. That's how I always. So On it purpose? was. It's just how they say the name, or Momentan? that's at least what I was called. Mercedes. Mercedes. And yeah. last name. Hazimi. That's just, and now it's now it's well, we don't talk about the legal last name, but you know, my stage name is now Mason. It was Masun when right. I first started That's with more the umlaut, yeah, with the umlaut, with the umlaut and all that, um, and nobody knew how to pronounce it. So at some point, my agents had to have a meeting with mm. me to listen. No one knows what this is. Just change it to Mason. <laughs> so the whole idea of the last name is: I had two best friends growing up in Sweden um, who used to play. You know, instead of playing house or hide, hide and go seek, we would play actor, producer, director. Mm-hmm. How this got in our heads, I have no idea. But it was an homage to them when I took their name because Masun is a compilation of my name, my legal last name, and their last names. So when I changed it to Mason, I just took out my own addition. Mm. So it's still an ah. homage to them. And yeah. also, after this baby comes, you'll be like, hi, this is Masun. Oh my God! I'm at your cervix. Was that voice? That's right. Justin at your cervix. Um, So you never, you didn't want to have kids. I didn't until I met David. I didn't want to get married. None of this man um, put poison in my hair. He somehow convinced me that not only was I going to marry him, but kids would come. And I told you, I met him. I knew I was going to marry him. Second date, I knew we're going to have a boy. We're going to have a boy. Mm, That's wow. We're having a boy. No kidding. Wow. Mm. but was there a moment where you're like, we're ready now? Yes, and it was a dream. So I had this. <laughs> of course it was. It's the craziest I'm thing, you guys. a theme. Right? <laughs> I just sleep all day. I'm a narcoleptic, <laughs> so that's my way of communicating is through dreams. Um, so in my dream, I will remember it like it was yesterday. David and I were talking about kids because it was important to him. He loves kids. And I was like, I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe we can adopt. Like, I just, I don't have that thing. And I was terrified of being pregnant. And so I have this dream, and in my dream, I clearly remember holding my boy. I remember what he looked like. I was breastfeeding, and this nurse came up and took him. And I've never sobbed like that in my life. I woke myself up sobbing, asking for this kid. My David, and my David, and David's like, what's happening? This was just a dream. Calm down. Ever since then, it's like something clicked where I went, I, I have to have him. He's, he's mine. I need him back. So you went the other way. Went like Overnight. I'm not having kids too. I'm having this kid right now. This yeah. kid, this I've seen him. I've seen his face. It's, it's so crazy I, to me. I want to get a sketch artist. I wish that. Yeah, that's actually not a bad idea. That's, that's How fun would that be? That, before he comes. Yeah, because yeah, in my dream he was probably about six months old. Ooh. Yeah. We should do that. Yeah. That's oh my idea. god, that's such a good idea. Yeah, I can't I'm, believe I didn't think totally of that. Do that. Uh, all right, we're going to take a little break and then come back and find out more about your pregnancy and what you're planning for labor and delivery. Don't go too far. We'll be right back. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by an innovative product that's made a big difference for parents and babies alike Dr. Mom Butt Bomb. As a parent of four, I've had my fair share of battles with diaper rash often resorting to thick, unpleasant pastes. I only recently discovered Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, and I was immediately impressed by its pleasant consistency and ease of application. 
This pediatric-approved skin protectant is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, making it perfect for your baby's sensitive skin. It's designed by a doctor who's also a mom, ensuring your little one gets the gentlest care. A small dab is all it takes to soothe and protect, avoiding the mess and hassle of traditional treatments. With ingredients like dimethicone and petrolatum, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb not only soothes, but also restores your baby's delicate skin. Available on Amazon.com and Walmart.com, it's the smart choice for every parent wanting to keep diaper rash at bay. Remember, with Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, nothing comes between you and your baby. Not even diaper rash. Welcome back to the Informed Pregnancy and Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elliot Berlin, and we're back with Nicole Sessions and Mercedes Mason. <laughs> Did I get that right? Or just Mercedes Mason. Yeah, yeah whatever. Whatever floats <laughs> your boat. Right? You know what I wanted to look up is what the province is, where your city... Linköping. Linköping is... Well, we'll get it by the end. And it's going to look, when you look on the map, like it looks like Lin Coping. Right. Shopping. I, I, I looked it up last night. You did? Yeah. Okay. Soundtrack. is brought to you by pronouncenames.com. Lin Shopping. I was studying last night. I was doing I my homework. Now, if you really want to know what the province is. Yeah, I do, actually, because okay. I should know this. The following pronunciation is brought to you by pronouncenames.com. Estriotland. Yeah. Oh. That's what province is from. Now I know. That's good. Because I know if you go way north, that's like Lapland. So I should have known that's Estriotland. Well, just I wanted to help you. Thank you. Bring it back to your roots. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Teach you a little bit of Swedish culture. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, Swedish Christmas, one day out of the year. Downtown LA, I can tell you what date it is. I don't have it off the top of my head. I think it's December 9th. So much fun. All the, the Swedes get together. Out, yeah. All the kids come out doing Santa Lucia, yeah. and there's like the glug, which is the. Yes, the yums. Yeah. Super yums. The, you can buy handmade crafts everywhere. It's beautiful. And it's downtown. Ooh, nice. mm-hmm. Okay, I never heard of it. There we have it. There we have it. All right, you're pregnant now. Mm-hmm. Did it take a long time? So David and I tried for, I think it was just about a year and a half, um, but that was with the addendum of I was still working in Mexico. So the most frustrating thing was I know I was ovulating. I'm in Mexico. He's either in New York shooting or he was in L.A. And it was it be, we kind of became two ships passing in the night. So as much as we tried for a year and a half, it was sort of or a— two ships not passing in the uh, night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was sort of a broken experience in the sense that, you know, it was just frustrating. And so I'm so type A that, of course, when I want to do something, I want it now. It mm-hmm. needs to happen immediately. So I'm peeing on strips. I'm doing the whole <laughs> acupuncture. You know, I came to you. I there remember. was like all these things. Vaguely. And then, <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it just wasn't happening. And then David went off to shoot a film, which actually just got accepted into Sundance. Oh, Yay. congrats. Yeah. So I had a weekend with him in New York. I was scheduled to go back on Monday to shoot in Mexico. And we knew we wouldn't see each other for the next two months because he was shooting and I was apart and we couldn't leave. So I was like, let's just obviously put this on on hold. This is crazy. That night we get pregnant. Oh, wow. It was literally just the idea of you got to relax, stop trying. And I have to say, the strips lie. 
they're dirty, filthy liars. Really? <laughs> what did because they say to you that was wrong? They said I was ovulating. My peak was day 14. I got pregnant day five. What? With a boy. You know the old adage of the girls, oh, right. if you have day them early. Five, day five? Day five. Well, that's iffy. I mean, Shettle's method is like 55% accurate. Yeah. Is almost the same as not doing Shuttle's method. I guess. Yeah. But in my wow. mind, it was very accurate. Yeah, <laughs> so, I was yeah, always so curious. I, was, I, didn't, I had no idea. So I didn't even know I was pregnant till I was almost eight weeks long. Really? When you saw each other again, I imagine. Because I was under stress. We were working. This poor kid is a survivor. I mean, I was hanging upside down in harnesses. I was doing my own stunts. I'm At one point, there's a, there's a scene where I almost die, and they buried me in the desert. It was 114 <gasps> degrees, no. and I'm in the hot sand all day. No. Oh, my goodness. So it was it was a lot of like, oh, my God, what am I doing? That's not as uh, plush and luxurious as I you know, think about acting. I thought I was just coming down with the flu or something. I couldn't yeah. understand why I was sick all the time. you skipped a period. Which sometimes happens when I'm just working and stressed. I'm so stressed out. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, wow. That I just thought nothing of it. I sometimes skip my man cycle if I'm stressed. <laughs> yeah. man cycle. I it wanted happens. to test out what happens if I pee on the strips. Do it. If do they, it. If they lie or if they... I brought some strips. Oh, thank you so we're much. Gonna, we could do it right now. We're we have do so it right much now. experimentation <laughs> right. to do yeah. later. Uh, wow. So so what made you realize? I w- we were leaving to go on a, a, a long trip. Together? David and I. Yes. Um, he had wrapped the film. I had wrapped the season. And we thought, we got to take a trip. Like, maybe we'll get pregnant on the trip. And again, I am <laughs> OCD and a half. So if you walk into my house, it's pristine. Like, I'm the girl who walks and makes sure the pictures are hanging right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's banana cakes. So I'm cleaning out my um, toiletry drawers because why wouldn't I do that fortnightly? And <laughs> I see this pregnancy test. Now, in my mind, again, we haven't tried now for the last two months or last almost two months. Right. So I thought, I'm just going to pee on it, get it out of here, because the box was so big. There was one in there. I'm like, Ugh. Why would you pee on it? I love, that I'm just going to use it to get it out of my way. I literally was to clean, clean out my drawer. My drawer. <laughs> you can yes. just throw it out? It just drew me. Did you pee on other things in your drawer just to I get rid of them? I in the drawer. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's, <laughs> it just leaked through to the pregnancy test. Yeah. <laughs> so I peed on it. It was Father's Day, so my dad was over. We're, we're, giving, you know, we're having lunch with him. And... <laughs> So I pee on it, put it down. My dogs are around me. They're like, what's this stick? I want to go play with it. I'm like, leave the stick. <laughs> so I, you know, I'm done. Forgot that it was there. So just, again, Never OCD. looked? So I, I didn't even th- I was just literally to throw thought it out. It was literally to throw it out. I just felt bad not even peeing on it. Could have had the dog pee it was, on it. it. Was, and I it peed on so usage. many strips okay. at the other, you know, when we were trying every month that I was so over trying to pee on Pee on things? Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. Everybody has their limit. peeing on things, yeah. <laughs> So, again, OCD. So I look at it. I'm like, oh, I better discard that. So I go get, like, cleaning supplies to clean where I put it because why wouldn't I? I pick it up and I go, wait a minute, there's two lines. Wait a minute, there's – why are there two lines on that? It hits me. <laughs> I burst into tears. Never thought I was going to have that reaction. My dad's downstairs. So I'm like, I better take a shower, at least wash my face. <laughs> David, David and my dad are hanging out. They're like, did you shower? I come back. My hairs are wet. I'm waiting. Because I didn't want to tell in front of my dad. I wanted David to hear it first. So, But not only did you realize you were pregnant, you must have realized you're, you're like much more pregnant yes, than you yes. might have thought. And I knew we were leaving the next day on this huge trip. Oh, right. And it explained all the morning sickness I'd been feeling that I was 
putting under the rug thinking I was dying, you know, all that fun stuff. <laughs> you know, pregnant or dying. Or, or dying. Or it's or one other. or the other according to WebMD, which is <laughs> where, my Bible apparently. Oh, really? Um, so, yeah, so I shower. <laughs> I come back down. David's giving me this look like, why are you dripping wet? Okay. <laughs> and I'm my poor dad. I'm trying to get him out of the house. I'm like, mm-hmm, okay, great, dad. Yeah, so how was lunch? Mm-hmm, <laughs> yep, bye. He's like, oh, yeah, all right. We leave. And in true form, I wanted to get it on tape because there's so few surprises in life, number one. Number two, I love messing with my husband. So I set up a camera. You know, sometimes we have to tape ourselves for auditions. I was like, look, I have to tape this before we go. I got to send it off to the agents. He's like, yeah, whatever. So he's sitting in front of me and I go, can you just sit for lighting? <laughs> what? Why don't you just sit and I'll do the lighting? I was like, no, I really want to do it. He's like, just sit, Mercedes. I go, you just sit. <laughs> so now we're like arguing about the who's going to sit. Yeah. So I had... Months prior, I love going antique shopping. So I found these adorable little shoes that are from like the 30s. They're these cute little leather boys' shoes. Like baby shoes? Like baby shoes. So cute. Like full-on antique, beautiful. And I'd put them in a box and wrap them ages ago, thinking I'm going to surprise them sometime. Yeah. So I bring this box out, and I go, hey, by the way, I forgot. I got a, a gift for you. He goes, nope, not doing it. Because he's so used <laughs> he to me knows. messing with him. He goes, you have the camera running? I'm not doing it. I go, can you just open the gift? It's a gag gift. You cannot say no to a gift. So he, I have this videotape. He opens up the gift, and he's like, oh, what is in here? Is something going to pop out at me? Like he's thinking there's a spider in there. Like he doesn't trust oh, me at all. Snake. Yeah, exactly. He opens it up, looks at it, and he's like, no, no. He couldn't believe it. And we're crying. Aww. It was a whole... I'll show you the video. How sweet. Oh, that's so sweet. And I got it. My God. You did yeah. it. I win. Like, <laughs> just peeing on a stick so you can throw it out? That's too much. Well, saying already, it like that sounds like I'm crazy. Well, yeah. And then already having the wrapped reveal, it's just kind of amazing. The wrapped reveal was... Must have been sitting hidden in my closet at least six months. At least. Wow. You that, knew, though. I knew he was going to be I knew he was coming. You had the dream. If only there was like, if only in the dream it was holding a newspaper. On the day it was. He's like shackled for some reason, like a prisoner in my stomach. That would have saved you. So, how's pregnancy been for you? I mean, I know that day you were a little nauseous. Yeah. Did you go back to work after that? No, that was the end of it. So I had so been working been... for two months while pregnant, had no idea. I was like taking shots with my co-stars and, you know, my God. Like now thinking back, this poor kid. Tough kid. Tough kid, yeah. Brilliant. Knock on wood. He's been checked out healthy thus far. But so. that was the end of your your work. Yeah, that was the end of the work. Okay, exactly. Cool. Because that was the other thing once I, as soon as I found out, I was like, and we're going to kill me off because- I would never see my husband. I'd be away from my family support system. Can you imagine breastfeeding? Oh, you Because they're shooting off. now. Yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. I asked to be killed off. Yeah, I do all the time. Yeah. yeah. Just let me go. Yeah. Put me down. Had to do it. Had to be done. Um, and how's pregnancy been? I have sort of hit every um, speed bump, if you want to call it that, with pregnancy. So it started with the morning sickness, which I don't know why they call it morning because it was all day. Mm. Mm. All-day sickness that came and went, the immediate weight gain, which was very strange. Like, I puffed up immediately and then kind of teetered off. Um, I had, as soon as the nausea stopped, I started getting migraines. As soon as the migraines stopped, I started getting um, 
night sweats and hip pain and sciatica. I was like, what else could possibly? And then I would have these moments. Oh, and narcolepsy. I would have these (laughs) moments of like I'd have one day where I felt good and I would get so excited. I'd like run around like a puppy and exhaust myself. I'd be asleep by 4 p.m. Wow. So it's been interesting. Okay, you look great. I have no idea. You you seem like you're just well. you seem like you're just going through the chapters of what to expect when you're expecting. Literally. If but I were reading it, it? It'll, yes. It, yeah, okay, fine. So that's what's happening. But I would read it after <laughs> the fact. You know like you yeah, have but that's the, how you are. Yeah. Yeah, you know so it's coming. So I would experience it and then it w- I would read and I'd be like, "Okay, oh, that makes sense. That I'm not yeah, yeah, I'm not dying." You already know what chapter 12 is. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Insomnia. Oh, man. It's been interesting. I'm just now at a point where I'm just so excited to meet him. Um, How many weeks are you now? I am at 30 on Saturday. Oh, wow. Mm. Last decade. Yeah. Last decade. exciting. That's a big deal. And I don't know if there's any truth to they say you sort of deliver like your mom. Is there any truth to that? Because she's always been early with all three kids. Really? How early? Two weeks about. Oh, so like in the zone. Yeah, it, definitely in the zone. But Before the due date. Yeah. Be ready. I'm Just hoping because my husband's a jolly green giant. I, I'm, I'm so a little I'm, worried about you. You want to hear like 38 weeks. I'm really worried about you if you set your mind to that. Like when you get to 38 weeks and one day you're going to start freaking out. Where is it? Oh, because yeah. I Or I just start grunting him out. Oh, you're not already doing that? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant grunting David out. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Touche. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> I, you know what's really cool about you? Uh, I met you. You didn't have any kids. And I don't even know if you were thinking about kids at that time. But uh, there No, was... I don't think so because we met years ago, right? Mm, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And uh, there was a hospital uh, where there was a guy who was still delivering breech babies vaginally. And the hospital, like with seemingly no warning, just said, we are outright banning all vaginal breech births. Uh, right. Now, most hospitals don't have anybody left delivering breech babies vaginally. There are still a handful. So they don't have to ban breech births even if they don't want it to happen. But this hospital like took that stand and it was so shocking. And we said, why? He, everybody was going there. To, to He was yeah. like the savior, the choice, that if they wanted that, he, he could at least check and see if they were a good candidate and give them that option. And, so, and he was so close to retiring. It just seemed like really such close. a slap a in the move. face. Yeah, yeah He was around. shocked by it. I don't really know what was behind it, but... Um, Money? <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah. I mean, it's it's... You never know exactly because they we asked and asked why is this happening? Maybe there's a reason. Maybe there's they never gave us any kind of reason. So we we staged a little protest, and you were yeah. just like so gung ho and like I you could like we were saying before we started recording, you would skin your knee and be bleeding and not care, and I would watch somebody across the street skin their knee and bleed, and I would cry. <laughs> but you were got you got so worked up for yeah. these women. Like, you weren't pregnant. You weren't thinking about having a baby. You certainly weren't breached, but it bothered you a lot that that option was being taken away. I genuinely love women. I'm a feminist and a half, and anything that um, takes women's rights away, that prevents women from having any sort of comfort, is such a huge um, point of contention with me that I, I cannot let it go. When things are unjust or unjust, I, I can't. There, there must be somebody who fights for justice. Mm-hmm. And I think if nothing else, you know, it's the hypocrisy of such a patriarchal society is, you know, they put $40 billion into Viagra mm-hmm. and then women have to pay for their birth control. Mm-hmm. It just, to me, it's so insane and it incenses me to such a degree that even if it's in a small degree, I have to voice myself because I wouldn't be able to look in the mirror otherwise. I would need 
you know, to have someone go to battle. I felt like when I saw how passionate you were about something that didn't affect you directly at that moment, it just really, it inspired me. I took a step back Aww. and I'm like, what do I care about like that much? And and what is like my bigger role outside of me and my family? What's my bigger role in the world? So um, it really oh, just, beautiful. it had a big impact on me. So that and the black licorice. Yeah. So. <laughs> two things, two but things. People like you are how we will have a change and a shift. People caring about stuff that doesn't land on their front doorstep and caring about things that don't affect them and saying, okay, not only am I going to speak up about it, I'm going to do something. I'm going to tell people and yell and, and scratch and fight and, yeah. you know, change it. So, And I genuinely, thank, <laughs> thank you. Oh, look, um, I, <laughs> I genuinely, genuinely believe that hopefully there's a future where women are taught from a very young age to stand up for each other and to be to have a sisterhood. Absolutely. Because sadly, we're, we're put against each other and we're, um, you know, in every sort of capacity, even when you look at little girls, like talk about studying psychology, little boys are taught, put it away, go shake hands and you're fine. Whereas little girls, you're almost conditioned to go, well, why did she upset you? Mm -hmm. And instead of that helping, it actually ends up causing competition. It causes all these different rifts between women from a very young age, as opposed to just embracing our sisters and, you know, coming together and rising. Totally. Yeah. Like, I think there's, you know, thinking about how you're going to be raising a boy and it's not just working with women, it's working with boys and yep. giving them empowerment through their feelings and teaching them how to have access to vulnerability yep. and know that that's strength, teaching them limits and boundaries in a whole new way. There's yeah. there's just so much that can happen, you know, when you think about it as it's not like we just have to like teach girls how to protect themselves or teach girls to stand yes, up for themselves. Exactly. It's that we have to teach boys this whole skill set that's kind of being ignored or maybe that, you know, in our lifetime maybe has never been explained. Yeah, I mean, the, so. even the old adage, it's from, it's so archaic, boys will be boys. That's oh sort of how it, I just, <laughs> my my mind can't wrap itself around that word. That's interesting. I never thought of, there is you know no girls I mean? will be girls. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And no. so, sadly, things happen and there's victim shaming before there is, let's hear her out. There's boys will be boys. It's locker room talk. I mean, my God, it's that to me is what incenses me. And there's got to be a change. And I think I believe that if women come together, we will teach our sons and we will sort of take that over and and come together and have this society where there's equality. Finally, my God. I mean, maybe this is the Swede in me. We're very yeah, egalitarian, but for sure. I don't understand that we still have a wage gap. <laughs> mm -hmm. What? It's 2017. What? Are, what? So I have a hard time. question <laughs> for you. Yes, my love. You're an activist. How does your your team, your agent, your manager, how do they support or not support you? Do they, do they, you know, can you be yourself? Can you be you? Can you be you on set talking about your issues? And how does that 100, look? I don't think I know how not to be me. One, because I just have <laughs> such a big mouth that I couldn't <laughs> stop it if I tried. But two, I, when I met with them and all my agents, everyone in my life surrounding me, they're all strong women. My agents, Love my managers, it. my everybody's a strong woman. So that makes Love. it easy. Yeah. Yeah. And so they are proud of me. I mean, yeah. my manager, when I did the, um, I almost said the hospital, when we went to the hospital <laughs> to protest, yeah. she was texting me, you know, egging me on. She's like, good for you. I wish I could be there. I'm at, off at the office, but go get them. You know, they know who I am. And I think now, especially that they've started reading my writing, 
um, they, you know, you can't deny it. <laughs> mm, I want to read your writing too. I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, now that you're getting close, have you been putting thought into your birth? I think I put the thought into the birth before I even got pregnant. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's all planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> OCD. Uh, Taipei. Um, I'm hoping that I can do all natural. I mean, down to the point where you and I have discussed this. I don't, I'm, I don't even like needles. I don't want a Heplock if I can get away with it. I, do, I certainly don't want an epidural. I don't want any, any of that if, you know, if things go well, if there's no complications, which thus far there aren't. I asked my OB as soon as I could. I was like, where's the placenta? It's <laughs> like, what? Inside you? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, where it belongs. Uh, can I see it? No. Um, I just wanted to make sure it wasn't covering the cervix because then I wouldn't be able to give vaginal oh, birth. And, you know what I mean? So I've sort of checked all the proverbial boxes as we've gone along and everything looks like I should be able to give birth. Do you, do you have a, a fear of needles? Or you I just, do. Oh, you do have fear of needles. I also just don't like medicine. I have a headache, a migraine. I don't take anything. I don't like putting anything in my body. Well, I'm just saying because you, many people have a fear of a baby coming out of them. I have more of a fear of needles. That's what I'm saying. I have more of a fear of an epidural or like the IV than I have because the baby is natural. The baby is, I get something at the end of it. The other one, they're just taking my blood and it's mine. Your life juice. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't fear the dropping head? No, I mean- it's, it's going to hurt, but it, at least I'm closer. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> I was the same way, by the way. I would rather have the baby than any needles. Yeah. Like, needles give me the fear. And especially in, like, these tender it. areas. Right. It's like your bony, your yeah. bony hand. And it's and always then, some nurse yeah. day one who's, like, sticking you. Yeah, the there's just, like, blood flying yeah. everywhere. It's like there's huh? more blood from the needle from you trying to find my vein than the birth. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'd rather just have the baby <sighs> Any poking. Yeah. So will you? But you're going to be in the hospital. It sounds like. Yeah, that was the one sort of addendum. I I, I toyed with the idea of having um, a home birth because I love the concept of that, and I got a doula. I was going to get a midwife, and then my husband had had a friend um, a few years back whose wife died during childbirth. I'm not quite sure what the complications were. Um, it's obviously very rare, and sadly, something had gone very terribly wrong, and she mm-hmm. had a home birth, and something went wrong. And so it terrified him to the point where he was like, look, do a home birth in a hospital. I don't care. Just please be in a hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have to respect him because uh, he's got <laughs> feelings or whatever. So, <laughs> you know, I, I decided, all right, we'll, we'll try to get it as close to home birth as possible in the hospital. Okay. Are you planning to labor outside the hospital and then go? Yeah. I, I was thinking my house, but after you and I spoke, I love the idea of being close by somewhere mm-hmm. at a hotel or something. Yeah. Where I can labor literally to the point of transition. And womb sort of, service. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> With the womb service. So excited. Got our next advertiser. Right. Hotel? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it t- tends to work out well for us. The When it doesn't work out, it, it's been because you wait too long to get there. Right. And yeah. that's the other thing. And like, I just, I'm imagining that drive when you're in the throes of it and you're trying to focus and you're trying to calm your breathing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but someone like you, I'm not sure how you're going to go. You can go either way, but you're the kind of person who I feel like sometimes you're like, oh, no, that's not labor. I'm just, you know, it's a little, I think it's a I little, might do that. and like you're little crowning. Whatever. You're like, no, I'm yeah, no, no, not that's not it yet. Because it's, <laughs> it's too late to get a surrogate now, right? It's yes, a little late for that. You've probably. ordered the pizza, and yeah, um, yeah I can almost. <laughs> the pizza's on the way. See, yeah, it's 28 minutes. <laughs> He's like in the car out front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am he's, here. He's the guy that's been knocking. Yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of interesting. So you don't really have fear about birth. Not necessarily. I had more of a fear of carrying, like being pregnant until 
luckily one of the good things that happened was pregnancy hormones came in and all of a sudden now I'm connected and every time he kicks I've become a you know this blubbering mess Mm -hmm. the joke is my husband's very empathetic as well he will cry at a commercial where I would laugh and (laughs) and he's like you have no heart I go I'll cry when they pay me to cry because on (laughs) camera I can cry like that sign that check Uh, right now You know those Pampers commercials oh. or the Budweiser with the horses, the Clydesdales? And I'm a mess for days. Beer like commercial. Yeah. <laughs> it's because it helps with lactation. Is that true? Brewer's yeast. It does. Oh, I thought you it meant does. crying. No, like, no, no. Really? No, no. Beer. <laughs> Don't do that. Um, so did you take classes, read books, watch movies? I read every book that's been given to me. I read them so early that I think I have to reread them because I've forgotten so mm. much. Um, classes I'm taking am I allowed to say who my doula is? Sure. sure. Uh, okay. Um, so Anna Paula is my doula. Um, yeah. She was just on so the podcast. She was? Love. I love her. She's, she's so lovely. She's my doula trainer. Me too. Yeah? She ta- oh really? Yeah. Sister. Yay! <laughs> oh, I brother. have no idea. <laughs> How often do you hear that? My doula, my doula brother. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah so she's sort of she's going to do the first classes with us and then um, I signed up for Hypno Babies Mm -hmm. and then the class got canceled because not enough people signed up so now I'm reading the books trying to self-educate because Baby, I'll help you with that. Oh, you you teach Hypno I do Hypno Birthing but I used Hypno Babies for my babies. I'll help you. Thanks, Mama. It's great. Just practice every day. Yeah. And I'm doing the meditative thing every day sort of in my own right and positive affirmations about it. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. If nothing else, it's just such a nice, calm, relaxing moment. Open a restaurant called Hypno Burgers. <laughs> Do you think? Like, It'll take you anywhere. Sure, relaxing burger joint. Do you know what this reminds me of? Do you remember that commercial <laughs> where it was yeah. uh, uh, meditative candles and the guys were like business guys were in a car and they lit the candles and they all fell asleep and drove into oncoming traffic. What? No, no I don't but that's what that. it that's should like be the like. The right? Hypno Burgers. Yeah. yeah. Hypno you burgers. order the burger and you're just drooling oh. as you sleep. Mm, your face hits the soup. <laughs> uh, so you read books. Did you watch any movies? Um, I watched I on YouTube. I'm constantly trying to find beautiful live births. I don't mm. want to see anything negative. I don't want to put that into my head. Um, so I've been watching a lot of these amazing and anything anime. There's you know. one in our breach film. Is there? Uh, I uh, saw your breach film. Yeah. So there's a breach birth at the end of that. I'll resend it to you. It's yeah, I don't remember it's that. Yeah, because when Mo was doing it, that's when I saw. All oh, right, it. Mo's yeah. in it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot all about that. Who had a breach birth? And the funny thing is, you know, breach is pretty. That's how she got the rare. Gotham gig. Because she had a no, breach I'm just baby. Cause yeah. in, no, because she was in our movie. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. everybody's stepping. I was stone. like, there's like a club of breach babies. <laughs> like you're in, yeah. right? She was um, uh, spotted in our film. Yeah, yeah. The acting was great. Discovered. We're yeah. giving we're giving birth to a breach baby. Are you think so? You're gonna have a doula and your husband. Anybody else gonna be there? I know my mom wants to be there so bad, and it breaks my heart to tell her that she's not allowed to be there when I'm actually birthing the baby. She can come once he's out Um, because I just – one, I want to have it be, excuse me, something private with David and I, especially the first. Maybe the second she can catch the baby if she wants. I don't care. if I have a second one. Um, but I, I love the idea of just David and I having this moment, which is why even Anna Paula was like, great about, I'm out. As soon as this happens, I'll grab the doctors. You guys have your hour, and mm-hmm. then we'll come back in and do all the necessary things. So, yeah, I think it'll just be the two of us. 
and also because my mom, you know, I'm her baby, so she panics. She gets emotional. She gets so emotional, and then I'll feel like I have to take care of her yeah. as opposed to just focusing. So I think it's probably for the best. Are you open, like, in your plan? I know you have, like, your vision set, and you're yeah. the kind of person who, like, this is what I want to do, and then yeah. you just go do it. But, yeah. like, you never know what will come up. Are you yeah. open to those interventions if you need Always. them or want them? Uh, and the one thing I've sort of in, I, written in my birth plan mentally and on paper is safety first. You mm-hmm. know, if if something is needed, that's that. And, and I do it. Um, I'm really hoping not to have a C-section because that terrifies me a bit because that's full surgery. And, you know, I want to be up and about. That's my whole thing also for not getting an epidural is I like the idea of walking around, of healing, of being able to feel everything. I can't picture you chained to a bed. I can't either. I would or be anything. moving around yeah. ever. I, like, I sleep standing up. I feel like they'd give you the full epidural and you just get up anyway. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Fight it. Where's the juice? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Grunting through it. Mm. No, on a more serious note, have you thought about what you're going to put in your labor bag? I have so many things, and one of them, and it's going to sound so stupid. So I, I've gone through, you know, every book will tell you what the essentials are, and you don't need to overpack. One of the things that I swear by, and I swear if you ever have a flu or a, a cough even, I don't take medicine. So I will chug a Pedialyte. Oh, you're bringing and it Pedialyte. flushes Everything out. I'm because really? it's hyperhydration. Yeah, and hopefully they won't have to stick me with an IV then for Gatorade. Hydration. You're like, wait, wait, well, wait. Gatorade is too much sugar. Pedialyte <laughs> is meant for kids, so there's no sugar in it, mm. and you have all the electrolytes and everything necessary. And it, to me, even if you dilute it, so I'll pour a little bit of that with some water on top. Mm. I just find myself. It's so funny. Chugging. I go the other when I when I've had like stomach flu, I've gone the other way. I take the Pedialyte and add some Gatorade. Do you? Yeah. That's the but it helps, though, right? It's it totally something helps. Yeah. About it that. feels really good. Yeah. Because I, I like think... coconut water. Just, you know. You're more herbal I than yeah. I am. I love I coconut more water as well. You're planty than I am. Yeah. I like the Pedia plant. It's uh, delicious. <laughs> Along with the hippo Have you burger. had the chocolate coconut water? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. What is it? It's, it's the so most good. Decadence. But, like, is like, it, if you have is a chocolate... it like thin or is it thi- is it like It's thicker than coconut like, water, but, but not, not like thick. chocolate milk. Yeah, yeah okay. it's um, it's so, so good. good. It's, weird. it's like, yeah, it's like chocolate milk. And they milk sweeten with it with stevia if you get less guilty. The... Yeah. I'll be right back. I'm going to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds insane. It's, every time I get a chocolate craving, I will mm. chug one of those. Oh. It's good to wash down that salty black licorice. Yeah, exactly. Do you, do, are you going to, do you know what you're going to wear in labor? So I have a girlfriend. I'm not going to mention her name. Uh, none of the ones we've mentioned. She is a. This girl is amazing. She was at the rally as well. She is full on. She had twin boys. Um, she had a girl and then twin boys. Uh, one of them was breech, and her. She cracks me up because her husband, um, whom I adore, said when she was about to go into labor with her first, she had you know she was about one centimeter dilated, and she was like, "Get me my things, and I need my <laughs> robe, and this and that." And then when the real labor hit, she was like, oh, please, yeah. anything. Yeah. So I think I'll probably ruin the hospital gowns and then, you know, shower once the baby's out and he's sleeping. And I'll put some sort of like a Hugh Hefner outfit, I figure. Oh. You know. Is that coming Just to liven back. it up. Yeah. Coming back now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep it really casual. You know. Yeah. Just a lot of silk and mm-hmm. maybe a boa because, right. no, God, I can't even imagine. No, I think I think I'll probably just do... Full on comfy pajama pants and a tank top. Yeah. Cozy cos. Figure you can't go wrong. Do you have any questions for Nicole? Because she's so birthy. Planty and birthy. And planty. I have so many questions, actually. Um, what have you seen yourself being a doula 
that helps women the most when they're in the throes of it? Because I've heard you sort of mm-hmm. go into this trance-like state. Mm-hmm. So what have you found? Is it focus? Is it laughing? Is it, what do you find helps? I think every woman is different. Yeah. But if I had to pick a few things, um, breath is like one of the most obvious ones. If you're feeling like you're going off the rails and starting to feel out of control, if someone can coach you to breathe, it's really grounding and centering. Um, I thought you meant make sure I have a mint. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) A spray, like a spearmint spray. Um, What else? Something like repeating. So if it's like a movement, rocking or swaying, just finding like a repetitive motion can be really helpful. Mm, okay. Uh, Which I know helps with even Braxton Hicks now, just sort of a swaying or on the ball. Yeah. yeah that yeah. really helps. Yeah. I just did a birth uh, last week and it was a doula. And sh- sometimes I'm there doing body work and there's a doula and sometimes there's I'm the doula. So there was no doula. She had a very loving husband, a beautiful dog who was very nurturing, Aww, and uh, her, her midwife, and, and, and that was it, and me. And she did great with body work, but she is she was a doula. We actually have a podcast about her uh, because we do before and after. And um, she became a corporate lawyer after that. Oh, wow. And wow, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. And so um, when you're doula for doula, it can be really challenging because they know too much. Yeah. And they're in their head and everything that's happening, they're processing like like as if they're the doula at their own birth. And so it took a while to shut off that that forebrained, yeah, we we totally knocked her out. Chloroform, um, just yeah. a bat. And yes, you know. um, it was really hard to. There was a, de- I think, a defining moment. She's going to come back and talk about how it was for her. But there was a defining moment where she just let it go, and you saw that brain shut off. Oh. And you're type A. I am. You've read every book. Yep. Before I need to the shut midpoint. my brain down. I think that's the key is like you have to figure out how you're just going to get out of your head. You know, I think it's the difference. I've never done it. I'm never going to do it. But by observation, it looks like the difference between being kind of a fearful driver and gripping the wheel and thinking about every move you make with your hands versus settling back and letting your Mm -hmm. own autopilot go in and respond to things without thinking about them consciously, right? Which one feels better? Which one's safer? I think it's the one where you just kind of let your instincts go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I guess oh, what, that's I'm, fascinating. what I'm really yeah. telling you is don't text while you're in the middle of labor. <laughs> <laughs> and smoke marijuana. That's, Got uh, it. <laughs> right. But Dr. Berlin said I should, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the hypnobabies will help you too a bunch because, you know, and piggybacking on what you're saying, if you're deeply relaxed – you're not going to be in that, like, what did, the, what did she say? What did he say? What am I doing? How dial it am I? What's going on? What, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Your brain is going to shut down and allow you to go to that place where you're not analyzing and where you're just being and the experience is moving through you and you're not controlling it. So yeah. that might look differently for you. That might mean you need to have the room really dark. That might mean you need to have the music super loud or you might just need silence. Who knows what it's going to be. Good. Try them all out. You know, That's what's fun a, is it's usually long enough for you to try all these yeah. things. <laughs> you know, a friend of mine said if you hold an ice cube in your hand as long as you can, like several minutes, there's there's pain involved in that, right? And just see just see how your body reacts. Yeah. Does your body want to throw it away? Does your body panic? Does your body sweat? Does your, you know, and just see if you can just slow your breathing down. You remind yeah. me so much of her, of uh, the 
that birth because she's just wanted to do things. Even when it was time to push, she just like, tell me how to push better. Don't, you know? And it was sort of like. You're like, you're not my real dad. And you ran out of crying. <laughs> no, and the midwife, I think, just left for a little bit so that she couldn't ask those questions anymore. Mm. And she had to sort of just trust herself and let her body go. I think that's how you're like, you're so focused on, on doing it right. And, yeah. Yeah. And I think your that scholastic get an A. Be, yeah. Type your thing. challenge is going to be just to let go and, and let that behind brain kick in. We have an episode of our podcast called Mythology and Childbirth with Britta Bushnell, who has a PhD in mythology. And she talks about the fact that myths and metaphors and stories live not really in the neocortex, but on the border between the neocortex and the older mammalian brain where you labor from. And so mm. everything you could read and learn about from those books and PowerPoints is in your forebrain. But that kind of flickers in and out or shuts off hopefully altogether at some point. And so the stories and the metaphors are what you can really tap into. Uh, uh, which I think you m- remember more distinctly anyways as opposed to having some you know, distinct sort of detailed memory, right? The stories are sort of what stay in, in your more mammalian brain, if yeah, you will. Yeah, and that's what she's saying. So just as a random example, she talks about labor as being whitewater rapids, where at some points it's really an intense gush and it's thrilling and you're holding on for life. And then all of a sudden it gets really peaceful and quaint for a little while and then it rushes again. Mm. So when you're at three or four centimeters thinking, this is so intense, how am I going to do seven or eight centimeters? You have to, you can tap back into that and remember that there, even though there's intense parts, it all of a sudden takes a peaceful turn and then it gets more intense and peaceful again. It breaks, yeah. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. That's smart because so. the irony is as much energy as I have, when, when you take my blood pressure, like we did it today, I was at the doctor, 106 over 65. Mm. My body's yeah. really calm. Yeah. It's my brain. Yeah. It's crazy. I think it's been a great ride. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it'll be fun. Gosh, there's so many other things I want to talk to you about how you're planning for what happens after the baby comes. And if you've had tips from celebrity friends, have you? Have I had tips? Yes, I've had a few. Um, one was that, relax, mm-hmm. because you're. I try to control things and I try to uh, overanalyze everything as opposed to just breathing into it. Another one was the ice cube trick. Okay. Um, Many of them are like, go to Dr. Berlin. It's going to hurt, but he's going to stretch you out. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Um, and then what else was it? Red raspberry leaf tea. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Drink that. Um, dates. Day. Starting oh, at 36 the dates. Weeks, six dates six a day. Six dates a day. Yeah. Which apparently there was a study in the uh, Netherlands, I think, right? Really? You can't trust that. Yeah. Those. And there was, <laughs> it was somewhere else too. Yeah, I read. I read this. Yeah, yeah. and it, I yeah. always wondered how do people know? Oh, yeah, dates. But here's the beauty out. of it. I I'm such a believer in mind over matter that I can. It can doesn't be matter. my own placebo. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It could be my own placebo effect. So if I believe that six dates a day would help me, I genuinely believe it'll help. And it'll because help. I will make my body believe it. I'm going to also eat six dates a day. And see I think you I should and see, see what happens. happens. Yeah. Yeah, see if, the, if it helps with you tensing up yeah. during. Oh, well, look at that. I'm relaxed. <laughs> Push. I'm going to go have a hypno burger. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring it back. Uh, and, and any last tips, last thoughts? Last tip. I don't have tips because I haven't done this. My tip is I need to chill out. Um but I think my, my biggest thing that another celebrity friend told me is live in coconut oil. She's like, get in and just oh, slather yeah. oh, it on. on your belly and stuff? Um, on my vagina hole. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you don't tear? 
That's what she said, yeah. And she had a she had a big baby and she didn't tear, so. Hmm. Yeah. That's, well, two people makes a study. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Report back. It is truth. Do you um, find that with coconut oil? Have you done the um, perineal massage? Does that I didn't do anything? know what you meant at first, but now I know what you mean. I have never seen anyone use it. It's always been olive oil if they're using something other than the little mineral packets. Um, but I use it now. Like So postpartum, after you have the baby, you can be really dry. And yeah. when you're ready to finally have sex, it can be like, oh, that's a new situation. Mm-hmm. Coconut oil. Well, also because mm-hmm. it's antibacterial. Yeah, so, yeah right? It's so really it's good. great lube. And then also I would put it on my cracked nipples. So that's why I said everywhere. Because your nipples can be cracky in the beginning. Somebody also said, because um, it's a thicker consistency, the, you know, vitamin E liquid? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pierce them and put those oh, on. Yeah. And the baby can ingest them. It's fine. Yeah. And it's, it's oh, yeah. thicker. So yeah. it'll help. I use chocolate coconut water. I would too. Yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> I have very little cracking. But I pour it straight into my birth canal, hoping that the baby will enjoy it. So yeah. you know. You're always thinking of other people. I mean, I'm such a giver, <laughs> you guys. Really it's like I can't even with myself. It's really generous. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, Sarah, right, was on here, Olsen, mm-hmm. and she talked – she had the 11-pound baby. I know. With no tearing. This is the one who didn't tear? She's the one that told me about coconut oil. Oh, she, oh, oh, really? Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. So she, um, okay. She's my during... spirit animal. Like I like what what would Sarah do? <laughs> you know, if you've had an eleven pound baby not tour, you're yeah. some sort of superhero. She just went through the whole birth on our other show, The Real Midwives of yeah, I saw Los that. Angeles on YouTube, and um, I was at that birth. Like Eric brought the biggest bottle of coconut I oil know, I've ever seen. That was and, his one job. And he like went he went to the doctor and he's like, hey, look. Um, I'm instructed that we need to use a lot of this. She didn't tear at all. And he yeah. did. He was like massaging. And, but that was at the The doctor birth. used it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, oh, cool. He was really slathering. That's what she was, she was on, the one telling me. Okay. And helping her stretch, not tear. Totally. Okay. Yeah. 11 pound baby. And let's, yeah, for people big. who don't know her, she is a beautiful, tall, very thin woman. She is skinny and in shape. And like, I don't know how this baby came out of her. It was almost <laughs> like when you buy that mattress that it's a twin mattress, but it comes in a little box. And then when yeah. you open it, it goes, it goes <laughs> yeah. that's what that's my did. All right. Um, Mercedes, thank you a million times for being thank here. Thank you guys. This um, has been a blast. Nicole, you're, I always learn stuff whenever I'm around you. So. Oh, okay. You're welcome. Thanks for being here again. And I hope Mercedes that you'll come back afterwards Heck and tell yeah. us how it all went down. I can't wait to hear. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be It's going to be so good. You know what? I think it's going to be awesome because you're open to whatever. Like you're you're setting your goal. This is what I'd like to do. And then like once the wedding starts, if you fall into the fountain, you fall into the fountain. And I'm such a curious. I'm so curious. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) I just, the actor in me maybe, I want to feel all of it. You know, I just want to like, I want to know what it's like. It's like a strange experience that people don't get to have. Yeah. I had a client this year who's an actress, and she was so much fun to doula because she was in it, just like what you're explaining or what you were talking about, just like fully expressing herself. (laughs) And afterwards, she's like, Nicole, I was ridiculous, wasn't I? Was I just so ridiculous? (laughs) Wasn't I? Right? And I was like, she was was wearing a tiara. It was just so like, you know, she coped by being dramatic and it worked. And she's like, I knew I couldn't go to the hospital, but I wanted to beg for that hospital. (laughs) And that's how she got through it. So My, my one coping that my husband makes fun of is he's been instructed to bring the iPad because we're going to play Family Guy and Always Sunny in Philadelphia on a loop. I love that. Those are my favorite shows. They make me laugh 
But that's, like belly I, laugh. We do that on birth. We play Jim Gaffigan. We yep. play Ali Wong. Because if She's you're amazing. laughing, yeah. your body knows you're not in danger, even yeah. though you're feeling pain. It doesn't it work for everybody, but I bet it'll be great yeah. for you. All right. We really got to go. Thanks a million for being here. We're going to check in with you on the other side and see how everything went. And at home, thanks for listening to the Informed Pregnancy Podcast. If you have a topic you'd like to discuss, send your suggestions to info at informedpregnancy.com. And then visit us online for lots more pregnancy and parenting media at informedpregnancy.com. This episode is sponsored by an innovative product that's made a big difference for parents and babies alike. Dr. Mom Butt Bomb. As a parent of four, I've had my fair share of battles with diaper rash, often resorting to thick, unpleasant pastes. I only recently discovered Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, and I was immediately impressed by its pleasant consistency and ease of application. This pediatric-approved skin protectant is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, making it perfect for your baby's sensitive skin. It's designed by a doctor who's also a mom, ensuring your little one gets the gentlest care. A small dab is all it takes to soothe and protect, avoiding the mess and hassle of traditional treatments. With ingredients like dimethicone and petrolatum, Dr. Mom Butt Bomb not only soothes, but also restores your baby's delicate skin. Available on Amazon.com and Walmart.com, it's the smart choice for every parent wanting to keep diaper rash at bay. Remember, with Dr. Mom Butt Bomb, nothing comes between you and your baby. Not even diaper rash.